Okay. First episode. Hello everyone. My name is Ali. I'm a skincare content creator. You might have seen my videos on TikTok. That's where I'm the most active right now. And welcome to the first episode of my podcast. It sucks to have a heart. No, let's start with the name. Why did I choose that name? The reason I named it, it sucks to have a heart because it really does. Sometimes you do exactly what you're supposed to do. You listen to society, you listen to your parents, your family, your community, and you still feel horrible. Sometimes you do what you want. You follow your heart and you still feel sucky. <laughs> you feel like you're lost and you don't know what to do. So that's why I created this podcast. I just wanted to talk about so many things that I really have really strong opinions on. I have so many embarrassing stories that TikTok, I don't think will ever allow me to post. I think it's not TikTok friendly. Um, I have a lot of things that I wanted to share. And the past year and a half of me being on social media, it's just been a, such a positive, beautiful experience. I've met so many amazing people, so many people that have lifted me up, so many people that just have validated me and just made me feel more confident about just opening the camera and just starting start talking you know I used to scrutinize myself for everything that I post or everything that I say and I used to I used to repeat a shot for like a sunscreen video 20 times like a five second shot of me just talking about like it's SPF 50 or whatever I used to repeat that for like maybe 10 20 times so it was bad so this podcast is for us to be human this is for us to be vulnerable. This is a place, this is a safe zone. This is where we talk about stuff that maybe others would judge us if we said that, like if we said those things out loud. I am a shameless person. I am not afraid of embarrassing myself. I have embarrassed myself multiple times in the past. You can ask my pa family, my parents, um, siblings, friends. You can ask anyone that knows me. And today, the topic that I want to talk about is influencers. You know, they're these almost, they're like the new generation of celebrities. It's like, it's like they used a platform that has become part of the social, this like phenomenon, which is social media. And if we're going to talk about social media in itself, it's in itself, it, it's a broad topic. It's like a Pandora's box. If you open it, you have no idea what's coming out of it. What does the word influencer mean? Who are they influencing? Are they making people buy stuff? Are they making people not buy stuff? Are they affecting the younger generation in a negative way or a positive way? Are they perpetuating an unrealistic lifestyle? Are they just saying a bunch of really inappropriate stuff and online and just getting paid for it? Is that what's going on? So today we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about a very like um, recent sort of controversy that happened in like cancel culture. And we're going to get into that, like, at some point in the podcast, we will get into that because it's a huge part of, um, not a huge, like, as in, like, we're going to condemn this person, but it's a very, like, it, it has, it has a lot to do with the topic. And it actually inspired me. It's one of the things that inspired me to choose this as, like, the first topic. Like, I never wanted to pick something that was going to be too boring or just, like, that you're going to, like, doze off to. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, right now, we live in a time where so much has changed. So much has changed. Social media, I remember when Facebook first came out, my own mom and dad were telling me, get a Facebook account. Like, you need to sign up for Facebook. And they were so cute. They were like, get a Facebook so we can, like, poke you. We can send you a poke. Me and your mom, me and your dad, we always poke each other on, like, Facebook. I'm like, that's so cute. Okay, whatever. Um, so I remember my first social media account was probably Facebook. That was the first my first experience with social media. And I think that applies the same to so many people. Maybe some people have had 
a Twitter account before Facebook. Maybe some people, oh my God, MySpace people. MySpace, I have forgot. I am not old enough to remember MySpace. Um, if you're someone that's in their 30s, I think, or early 30s, you might be more aware of that. I'm not coming for the age. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not doing any of that. But yeah, I don't remember MySpace. I don't remember using MySpace. I remember using Windows MSN Messenger. And oh my God, this that was just I a moment. That was a moment in time for like social media. Like MSN Messenger, <laughs> it was there for all of us, man. And it was it was a really fun time. It was a really simple time. But yeah, social media came along and just changed so many things. It changed the way we consume media. It changed the way we think as consumers. Because I feel like there's an awareness right now for for people. Because when you see an ad on TV, you, you like you think to yourself, okay, this is a toothpaste ad, or this is a, 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 a like a makeup commercial or a shampoo commercial, and you think to yourself. Well, like, why do I care about this? But now it's even more intense. It's even more like complicated. Ads now are so much more complicated because of social media. So, and that like contributes to the type of media that you're consuming. And that contributes to how the world has changed. Like marketing, like, ugh, I, I don't want to go on a, on like too much of a tangent about social media because that's not like the main topic of what we're talking about. But it is a segue into the category of people who have utilized this gigantic wave and have used this wave to surf directly into a life, into a lifestyle, into this category of, of, of fame that was completely new and took everyone by storm. And I really do think that these people are sort of, in a sense, pioneers. I mean, I don't remember. I, there are people who I've been following for a really long time. But if I if, if like, let's say in sports or in makeup or in like skincare or in whatever, who were the first in their category to be influencers? I mean, and I'm not talking about celebrities who are like already famous because of reality TV or movies or TVs or whatever, and then they get an Instagram account and they get a million followers. No, I'm talking about people who really put their, like they work hard, they work their asses off to like build their social media platform because it is, it almost is a brand. So today we're gonna talk about these people, their brands, what do they do? And the main topic of this podcast, of this episode, is going to be, are these influencers hard workers? Do we think that people who post on social media, who make an income from these posts, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, people who create, con create content for and monetize this content, are they really hard workers? Or is it just as simple as looking pretty and just getting a few thousand dollars for like a story? Is it as simple as that? So we're going to check that out. We're going to dive into that. It's really interesting. I have, I have personally have a lot to say about this topic because I'm going to relate it to something that's a bit more, I'm going to connect it to something that's a bit more relatable than just influencing and having that uh, amazing lifestyle, that beautiful um, sort of um, Barbie-like uh, lifestyle. Uh, for men and women, that sort of like the dream like lifestyle, the sort of like opulent, like rich lifestyle. So yeah, so how do you become an influencer? Let's start with that. How does one become an influencer? Is it as simple as posting a few pictures every now and then, making sure you look good, making sure you have good lighting, and then if you just keep along with that, does that make you an influencer? For me personally, I can only speak on my, on my personal experience. I started doing social media about a year and a half ago because first of all, I knew what I was passionate about. I really love 
skincare, anything in beauty, but especially skincare. I remember as a small child, I would go into my parents' bedroom and I would play with my mom's like beauty products with her makeup, with her lotions, with her creams, uh, her shampoos, her conditioners. Like, what does this do? And this says whitening and this says brightening and this says and this says it'll make you radiant and this says it'll make you glow. So I remember from a very young age, I had a distinct interest in just anything beauty. Um, and I knew that from a very young age and I, I kind of felt ashamed for it. I felt embarrassed for it because when you grow up in the Middle East and you have, um, especially if you have male parental figures in your life that are very like, quote unquote, like macho, like masculine men. And then you're over there like thinking about what foundation that will match you, what foundation shade is going to match you or what concealer to get. And it did, it did make me feel a little bit of shame. I remember from a very young age thinking to myself like, okay, this is for girls. I shouldn't like this, but whatever. But yeah, I've always had a love for beauty and especially skincare. When I discovered skincare and I started using skincare at maybe 18, maybe I think 18 was when I first started using like my first ever freaking face wash. And I know that sounds horrible <laughs> because now I literally get up every day and I post at least one to three times like videos of skincare and the importance of it and like how you should do it and how it's good for you. So it feels really weird to say that I never touched a skincare or a cosmetic product to my face until I was 18. So that was that's really weird. That's really interesting. But yeah, that's that's how we started it. So I found something that I was passionate about and I was always known to be the skincare person in the pe to the people in my life. So my friends would always like see me if we're going out if we're going to have a movie night and we got to go to the supermarket to get like snacks or like juice or sodas or whatever and popcorn. I would be, I would literally ditch them to go to the beauty aisle and check out cleansers and check out like face masks and sheet masks and different types of, even body, body care stuff, different types of soap. And I would always be checking the ingredient list. So this became like a known, like almost image of mine ever since I, I, I could remember. Uh, not ever since I could remember, but like from, from like maybe 18. And this fascination never stopped, and it was always apparent to my friends. So I always became that person. I was always, I was always that like skincare person, and even to my family, I cannot count the number of times my dad has walked in on, on me applying something to my face, doing a face mask. Like the number of times that my father has walked in on me with like a green face mask, like one of those. Remember those Aztec Indian clay masks, like that really dry out your face if you don't use it carefully. I used to use those all the time and my dad would my dad is the sweetest man of all time. He would literally walk in on me in the room with the face mask on and I can tell that he wants me to do something and I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it." He's like, "No, no, no. If you have something on your face, like you can't do it with something on your face. Like take your time, do whatever you need to do, take care of like your face, your skin, do that. It's okay. Finish what you're doing and then come." So I have an amazing dad and I'm really lucky to like have that. But yeah, I became known as a skincare person to everyone in my life. Um, uh, and they became super annoyed, especially my friends, because literally I would be talking, they would be talking to me and I'd be rubbing something on like sunscreen or like washing my face. And they'd be like, can you just focus? This is so fucking rude. Can you just like focus and like listen to the conversation? So yeah. So one day I was um, talking to someone and they were like, you know, Ali, this is something you're really passionate about. And I think you should take it to the world. And by this, I sound like I sound like I'm fucking Madonna. Like you should take your music, your career, your artistry to the world. But it wasn't like that. It was it was I think 
a year and a half. I had about a year and a half left in my university. So I was still in school. I started filming myself on TikTok and I started saying what I thought, what, what I thunk English. Well, what I thought about skincare and beauty products. And I started recording myself doing my skincare routines. And slowly but surely, I found this amazing response of people just validating the sort of content that I'm putting out there, which was, which to this day feels just crazy and just unbelievable. And yeah, slowly but surely, I set little goals for myself. I want to make it to, a th- because on TikTok, you have to make it to a thousand followers. So I wanted to make it to a thousand followers so I can go live. Then I made it to a thousand. And then I said, okay, I want to go to this number. And then I want to get to this number. And then I want to be able to make playlists on TikTok. So I have to get to 10,000. So that's how I started um, doing TikTok. I literally just one day mustered up the courage to be like, okay, it's literally now or never. Because I kept, I think I kept postponing it to like, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll, or I'll do it when I don't have a f- an exam. I would use these excuses to not do the things or the thing that I really wanted to do, which is share my passion with the world. And that sounds super cheesy, super obnoxious, but yeah, that's how I became an influencer. And I think becoming an influencer, I think it starts by, in your own way, building a platform. So obviously you have to... St- stick with a niche you have to pick something that you really love something that you're super passionate about and you just take it from there man as long as you still are passionate about this topic or this niche you will find content ideas you will you're gonna be exhausted because posting is exhausting but we'll get to that in like a few minutes like a bit into a bit later into the podcast but as long as you love what you're doing you're always gonna find new ideas you're always gonna be working in it you're always gonna be doing something in that capacity. So I, th- that, I think that's how you become an influencer. You start building a following. You start b- building your own brand. It's like identity is very important when it comes to influencers, uh, which is where I guess dif- different categories or niches uh, take, in, take, like, take into play or into consideration. So yeah, do I wrote a bunch of questions for myself. Do you find that being an influencer is easy? I haven't been doing it for too long. That's the first thing. I haven't been doing it for too long. And even when I started, before I started posting on social media or being an influencer, I think I only have like 10 and a half thousand followers on TikTok. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that labels me as a micro influencer. So it's, it's, I'm not that big, like, of an influencer level, if that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I haven't been doing it for too long and I'm not that big of an influencer because I don't have that big of a following. But even before I started posting on social media, I suffered from anxiety and I suffered from, I don't want to say so, I don't want to like make it sound too serious, but I was always an overthinker. Ever since I was a little kid, I'm I, I'm just an overthinker, and I've had to do the work to sort of down like sort of downplay that or sort of minimize it just for my own health and my own benefit. So, um, my mind is always on. I'm always thinking about what's next or what am I gonna do or okay, what am okay? The light just burned out. Anyway, what's gonna what's gonna happen when? Okay, this is getting dangerous. I'm gonna turn this off real quick. My light just gave up. But anyway, so um, that was the case. I was always like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And in any position in life, whether you have a business or you're growing your social media, you have any project 
needs constant attention, constant work, constant effort, and like action, it exhausts you. But yeah, it can become super frustrating when you're an influencer because I feel like even for the for the people that have a large following, like I think sometimes people who have a smaller following might look at people who have millions of followers and say, oh, they have it easy. They can just post a video of them ha- of them like talking shit about something or they can post videos about like, I, I don't know, reviewing like a clothing item or like a necklace or like a, ju- a piece of jewelry or whatever. And they get like hundreds of thousands of views at least, which is like good for them and good for their like platform and their business or whatever. But I really do think like I saw a video of someone on social media saying that don't think that when you make it big, that that's when you are going to be relaxed and at ease and you're going to be comfortable. You might be more financially stable, but I feel like the work just gets more intense. So I definitely don't think that being an influencer is easy. Um, Once it can be absolutely just horrifyingly, just terribly frustrating. I mean, I get days where I'm super depressed of like posting on social media because 80% of the time, the amount of effort and work that I put into like the content that I'm posting and producing, it does not match the feedback that I'm getting in return. It does not. It does not match it at all. Like I could spend three hours or like literally f- three days editing like back and forth, back to back to back, editing a YouTube video. And I post it and that video never gets over like a hundred views. And that is that is frustrating. It's part of the job because you can never you can never guarantee that something is gonna like click or, or gonna be like super. You can never know what's gonna go viral. And at the same time, you don't want to keep chasing that or not chase that. You don't want to just be reliant on that. That is so such a toxic like relationship or expectation to have, and it's unrealistic. You're not gonna get. V- every video or piece of content that you post to go viral. So the reward does not match the effort a lot of the times. There are mo- there are a moment there are moments that are like super amazing and super like wow, I did that. Like wow, people really like this. Like I'm getting like a million comments. I'm, I I I posted this video. There are times where I posted a video and I go to sleep and I wake up and I have like over 200 followers. I remember that happening happening maybe once or twice in my life. And those days you are on like cloud nine. It's like you took, it's like you took, it's like you took something and now your brain is sending you all these endorphins because it is a form of gratification. So there are amazing highs, but there are also really bad lows. There are, there was once a time where every day I made a commitment to post three videos a day for an entire week. And that was one of the slowest, um, like periods of time for my account but that has to do with like organic content and like you being your real self that's another topic but still like i'm putting so much effort into this why is this not where are the fruits of my labor like literally what what is this so that is really frustrating there is a constant pressure to keep up like you like literally i could post something and i feel really good about it and i still haven't seen if it like had if it's gonna perform well or not but I literally, I post it and then I see a video of a trending sound, for instance, and I go, oh my God, I forgot that I need to post this. I need to post this. I need to make a video about this right now. Like I just relaxed. I just sat down after like spending maybe two hours filming and like half an hour at least editing. And I'm like, 
oh my god, I need to get up and I need to do this again. Which is the case. Like, I'm sorry, but that, that sometimes that is the case. You need to hustle. Social media is, being an influencer is like hustling. Every day is a work day. You are sort of a pawn to the algorithm. Like, you have to keep up with it. You have to learn um, uh, how to navigate it. I remember when I won Sephora Squad uh, from a few mo- a couple of months ago. The next day after they announced who won, we sat down with people from TikTok, and one of the one of the questions that were asked the most was questions about the algorithm, and they were asking all these questions like. Um, uh, what time is the best time to post? What 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 hashtags are the best? Um, if I post multiple times in a day, like um, is that going to benefit me? Is that going to make me grow? Is that going to make the algorithm sort of like me and like push me to more people's FYPs? So I remember there are a lot. There's this obsession about the algorithm and working with it and navigating it, and it it becomes really unhealthy and it becomes just really really bad. Like, to put it very lightly, very bad. So the algorithm sort of owns you in a way and, like, oh, like dictates the success of um, your your platform or your brand or your, I don't know, your social media in general. So And it's different from app to app. So you have to navigate different algorithms for different apps. So that's a headache. So it does help that I really enjoy being an influencer. I really enjoy just opening a camera and, like, doing a skincare routine while I'm telling you an embarrassing story about what, something that happened to me or I give my own honest opinion for something that I feel very strongly about. Uh, obviously all relating to my niche, which is like, for instance, skincare. But it, it does help that I really like, love and enjoy what I do. But at times it can be super frustrating, super frustrating. And I've always been passionate about it. So that does help, like I said, whatever. And ultimately it does come with like, a fair share of disappointments. It is not as easy as people think it is. I think that's the best way to put it. So yeah. So next question is, what are some difficulties that you faced while being an influencer? Okay. This, I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna be speaking to a lot of people when I say this. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. Um, and it is something that everyone faces and everyone go th- goes through. Um, you are on a public platform. And when you are on a public platform, that means you are on a platform for everyone to judge you, everyone to just criticize you. For some reason, people think they have the right to say the most cruel, vicious things on social media to someone they've never met. It's horrible and it's disgusting and it's, it's fucked up. But the online bullying that I've received ever since starting social media, and I want to make it very clear that the way I handle it is ignoring. And at the same time, I just, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with that. If I see that someone's being mean to me or saying like something that's really rude, I'll, I'll probably end, end up just blocking that person. You know, I just, I just, I'm really keen about keeping and preserving my own peace of mind. Nothing is worth me sort of, messing with that or corrupting that or whatever so the online bullying is just horrible and especially as a guy doing beauty content in the middle east like i'm arab and i'm muslim and i'm doing beauty content on on like social media and it's not something that's very common and i knew that from the get-go going in but i literally like i'm gonna be real i didn't think it would be such a big deal it i didn't think it would be such a big deal like 
dude, like I only recently started doing a few makeup videos, but they're not a lot. They're very far and few in between. But like, what is going on? Like I could post a video of me wearing sunscreen or me applying sunscreen and like a comment would be like, no, that's for girls. No, only women do that. I'm like, what? Only women can have to protect themselves from like skin cancer. Are you kidding me? So guys don't don't need that. Like, are you kidding me? So the online bullying is horrible, and I feel like each um, each niche has its own set of problems, and each category or whatever you want to call it, each category of whatever you're posting on social media has an image that you sort of want to maintain. And I want I really want to talk about um, people who have image their own image as a huge part of who they are on social media and a huge part of why people follow them. People who post sexy pictures or sexy videos, whether it be men or women, I think those people have it really rough because first of all, they're being called sluts and really horrible names by just everyone on social media. Like literally, you don't know this person. Why are you calling them that? You don't like that they're posting their body? Go, you don't like your body? Go, go work out. Go, go go to the gym. Go do do anything with your life. Like I firmly believe, if someone is making fun, if someone is making really rude, mean comments about a woman's body because she posted herself in like a tight dress or like a dude who's like shirtless, like go like you're hating, you're hating, you're hating because you don't like who, where you are or who you are or what you look like, and that's very unfortunate. That's very sad, and that's very real. But like, don't take it on the other person. Don't take it on this young woman who's just posting herself like at the beach. Like, why do you care? Why are you there? Like, that's so horrible. And obviously there's a component of sexism there because it's different when people say, um, oh, why is this girl posting herself in a, a picture of herself in a bikini? Like, she's trying to get attention with her body. And why is this guy like, it's different from a guy posting like a shirtless pic at the gym, you know? It's, it's just different. There's a different component there. And... Because unfortunately, the criticism that women get is often not as equal to the kind of criticism that men get. You know, it, it's just I don't want to go on a tangent of like sexism, but it's just it's just being real. It's just being real. That's a that's a component of it. And yeah, so I feel like I feel like these people have it really rough because not only are you dealing with the slut shaming and people saying really nasty shit about you, people commenting like just horrible, vulgar things and making you. The influencer feel guilty for having a body and making you feel guilty by saying things like my children are on this app. Don't let your children watch adults like do things that you don't want to see them. That's it. You, no one is in like in control of your kid. So I feel like influencers that that is one of the biggest like problems or issues that they face is other people, bullies, um, people who who might criticize someone for doing something and labeling it as labeling it as bad and then that person behind the screen does the exact same thing or like it's it's horrible so i think people it's like bodybuilders i really think those people have it rough because they get a lot of a lot of hate from people saying well that's not natural he's on steroids or like if a woman if which is none of no one's business if someone is on steroids if someone is doing i'm, sure, I'm if someone is doing whatever to their body to get their body to look a certain way that is none of your business unless they're obviously obviously unless it's like 
like harmful to them and there are obvious show obvious signs of like abuse but that's a whole other topic other topic like why are you so obsessed and especially with women i see so many women who are just like flaunting their confidence i'm not even gonna say body like i don't see you flaunting a body i see you flaunting your confidence which is just amazing and beautiful i mean if you're young and you look good and you feel good and you want to flaunt it like just go for it just go for it like who who being be liking who you are is really difficult nowadays especially with social media like it's bad enough that i have to work on myself and liking who i am and then i get other people saying calling me like this and that and really horrible just nasty names over me just posting a picture in a bathing suit like then don't watch it just don't watch it online bullying is a huge issue for influencers huge especially influencers that have families, have their own families or as part of like their their sort of brand or their page. That's really nasty because you get people then commenting on others pe- other people's children. And that's horrible. And that's really bad. And that's just, that's a different level of just low, man. Like I'm, I, I know so far I'm making it sound like influencers are like these poor victims or like they, they have it really bad. Everything is rough for them. They're the victims. Like, no, no, it's not the case. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're human. And a lot of the times they are not respected as humans. And we're going to shift gears now. If you were an influencer when you were in school and you graduate and suddenly being an influencer is your full time thing. Like you have no, you wake up in the morning and there's nothing that you have to do other than that. That can be really rough because unless you make it to a certain amount of followers or a certain level in the influencer game where it's just constant like gratification, whether it be uh, people saying they like your content or you getting a lot of money out of it, it can still be really rough because it is a constant hustle. And speaking about money, I think that's one of the things that actually is really good about, really cool about influencers. It's, it's a business. If you're an influencer, you are your own business. You are your own brand. Who you are is a business. Like you have to run it. You have to hustle for it. You have to like email people. You have to email brands. You have to like, reciprocate those emails reply to them you have to you have to make a quota for yourself every day i have to post on this platform like three times i have to post my story i haven't done a story in like three days i haven't gone live in like a week so it is a constant hustle but you do get paid for it sometimes influencers get paid a lot of money and i think that's one of the perks of being an influencer if you if you're consistent and you're in it for the long run or maybe not maybe you get super lucky and you're like an overnight fame type of thing Good for you. Anyone who's had that, good for you. But yeah, it's uh, it can be really lucrative. But I I'm, the reason I'm talking about this is because I talk so much about the negatives of being an influencer. And then I said, no, it's not all bad. It's, it's just a human experience. It's just a job. It's literally a job. And I'm just trying to highlight the more positive perks or factors or sides of that job. So sometimes influencers make a lot of money. I just recently started making money on social media and it it feels nice. It feels nice because you're yelling. It's almost this like validation type of thing because the brand wouldn't talk to you. They wouldn't approach you if they already didn't like, didn't already like the type of, the type of content that you're producing, that you're putting out there. It's a really nice feeling to be able to make money off of doing something that you love in any profession that always feels absolutely amazing. So the, sometimes influencers make, 
I read something that said that the top tier, like the top level influencers, like beauty influencers on TikTok are making anywhere between a million to like $2 million a year. And that was just in 2020 when like we had COVID and we had lockdowns. So, and everyone was like stuck at home, which by the way, I think is the period where especially TikTok just boomed, just completely just like, like it was it suddenly everyone had a TikTok account. I remember that that that's when I started like using TikTok. I literally download downloaded TikTok maybe the second month of quarantine. So yeah. Getting paid for posting is really fun, is really good. It makes you feel really nice. It makes you feel safe and secure because their financial stability is always comforting, obviously. And we're gonna talk about uh more of that in a second and one last thing i want to talk about before getting into the more juicy part of this podcast is brands sometimes okay influencers make a lot of money on social media okay and i've heard a lot of like marketing people pr people saying that it is so ridiculous that some of these the money that some of these influencers are making it's actually inconsistent like I've heard stories on TikTok of people saying that they have a job where they're the one that recruit the influencer. And sometimes an influencer that has like 10,000 followers will get like five, will get paid $500 for a video, for a singular video, like a paid, paid ad for like a product or a service or whatever. And sometimes an influencer with like 100,000 followers will get like paid 600 for like three videos. Obviously a lot of things play into that. Obviously being being new to the business, knowing how to negotiate, knowing having like just business skills, good communication skills, knowing your worth, doing your own studies, like having a good portfolio or media kit or whatever. Obviously all of that plays into it. I'm, I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, influence, the influencer world is very similar to, to, uh, to the media world. It is part of the media world. And I've seen so many, I've seen so many reports on news channels or like interviews of celebrities flat out almost saying and like bragging of how much money they made from a movie that was only like a six month project on their schedule. And obviously a lot of work goes into it, a lot of passion and effort and practice and rehearsal, but also with an influencer. I mean, I'm sure that an influencer who gets paid a lot of money to work with a brand that they respect, obviously is going to put the effort into that. Obviously is going to like work really hard to really impress the brand. It's obviously gonna work like really hard to just prepare something that's good quality, something that's gonna impress them. Because if you produce something that they don't like, okay, they're gonna pay you, but you might lose that source of income in the future. So that's also like a negative thing. And brands can sometimes be super difficult. I've seen multiple TikTok creators, content creators on TikTok say that they have produced content for brands. And when time came for a payment, the brands would suddenly ghost them or they wouldn't respond to texts. Sometimes brands steal from influencers. They scam them. Sometimes like they don't pay them what they're worth or they don't agree to certain conditions or they impose ridiculous conditions. Like I don't have many stories to tell. I've had a few, like maybe a few stories that brands have been just super weird to me. Like I've been approached by two brands that have completely ghosted me. And that always feels horrible because one, you lost a source of income, you lost a way to make money, and you lost an opportunity to 
grow on your like platform and what you do and you've lost the opportunity to network with people oh my god networking don't get me started on started on networking as a really cool segue from brands and social media and like i'm sorry as a segue from like brands working with influencers and the money they get let's get to the real juicy part of like this podcast this episode so we said in the beginning is being an influencer hard work are influencers real hard workers like do we would you consider them that and this is not by any means a way to influence anyone um i think the point of this was just to shine light on a perspective and just to have a discussion uh one thing that i want to make it very clear about these podcasts is i'm not trying to influence anyone i'm not trying to convince anyone of anything i'm just stating my opinion this is just a place to have a conversation and yeah it's just we're keeping it real we're keeping it super real so is being an influencer the same as working a customer service job this is where things get really 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 interesting so the reason i want to ask this question is because not too long ago there was this controversy with a content creator on tiktok and her name is michaela michaela is a very famous um makeup slash beauty content creator on social media um she is one of the biggest um content creators on the app and she is incredibly influential and she has a huge following. She has, I think, over 10 million followers, I think, or over 13 million followers, maybe. People love her content. People consume her videos like crazy. It's just, it's it's really incredible. And she was in a bit of a sticky situation recently, and she was a victim of cancel culture because of a video she posted. In this video, she said that she had woken up at 6 a.m., started working, and she had just finished a meeting by the time she was filming the video, and she said that now it's 5 p.m., and I'm eating lunch right now after working since 6 a.m., and then she said, try being an influencer and see how it feels and see how it goes. So I think that caused such, like, a really, really intense reaction from people. I think it, it, it caused people to just feel a very specific type of way, like, very negatively, and I think people mainly took offense to that because they thought that she was saying that being an influencer is harder than having other types of jobs. Uh, and I think people thought that Michaela was saying that being an influencer is way harder than having a job as a waiter or a cashier or like a customer service employee or a retail employee if you work at a clothing store. And honestly, if I'm going to give my opinion, I follow Michaela and I love her content. I learned so much from her. Uh, I think think since the first week of me on TikTok, I've seen her content on my FYP like almost every day. And I have no problem with Michaela. I don't think she's she's a bad person. If you ask me personally, I really don't think she meant that. I think people took it out of context and blew it out of proportion really bad. And I think that's that's just how cancel culture is. Some people are really vicious and sometimes they put words in people's mouth. I really don't think that she meant... She meant that there's no way, there's no way because obviously I don't know her personally, but why would she say that? Why would anyone say that? Like, let's say for instance, and I don't think she's a bad person. I really don't think that she meant it like that, but let's just say that she did. Who, you have 13 million followers. You realize you could lose 
a significant amount of those, if you actually out loud say something like that, if you say shit like that, you're not going to have 13 million followers. You're going to have a James Charles situation on your hand and you're going to lose a bunch of them. You're going to get demonetized. You're going to lose a lot of money. You're going to end up losing like a large sum of your income. And no one wants that. No one wants that. And that's what really baffled me. Um, this episode is not meant to like shame her, talk about her. And I don't mean to like just like refocus the light on that incident because I'm so over it. I was over it from the very first time I saw the video and I, I was immediately realized like, wait, people are, what are, why are people mad? But let's talk about why people were mad. So they, th I've, I've heard a lot of, I've seen actually a lot of content creators say that, um, stitch that video, content creators who have stitched that video uh, of Michaela and saying their own experience with, like retail or service jobs. And let me tell you, let's get off Michaela for a second because she, she, I think she's a, an incredible content creator. I love her content and yeah, that's it. I'm not gonna, I don't want to drag her name, like cause, like whatever about it. Um, I think people, I think cancel culture is just disgusting and I'll probably talk about that in another podcast episode. But yeah, I've seen a lot of TikToks of people explaining their, experiences and how their jobs are incredibly difficult and demanding in the service industry. Um, I have a brother who has five years of experience in retail. And I think that's what made people really, really feel emotional about this and really feel really frustrated about this because they were seeing someone that had such a huge following. They were seeing someone that, and I'm sure it's not just Michaela. I'm sure other content creators have like, had this sort of backlash before um and i've seen so many people on tiktok say that it's really frustrating for them when they do an eight hour shift at a restaurant where they meet 10 karens a day they have people being rude to them they have horrible managers they work in a place where god forbid they have to sit on a stool behind the cash register because then business is gonna go down because you're sitting instead of standing for eight hours. And I know that from firsthand experience because I used to work at a restaurant as a receptionist and I had to stand on my two feet for eight hours and it physically exhausted the hell out of me when I first started. And yeah, I think a lot of people are just frustrated because you go through so much working in the service industry. Um, I remember my brother certain days where he would come home and he'd be, cry he'd be on the verge of tears because of how... It's not even rude. It's just nasty. It's just nasty how some people are treating, were treating him. And I think that's where the frustration came, comes from because a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people were just frustrated and really just felt unappreciated. And I think these people felt disrespected. And I think these feelings of, dis of feeling disrespected um, and feeling invalidated because of, because others not understanding how difficult the service job might be. I think that's where the frustration comes from. And that's totally understandable. Like it sucks. If you work in any sort of customer service capacity, you'll know how it sucks. You'll learn that very quickly that people have no patience. People are mean. Sometimes the best, the best of people comes out when you tell them to wait. Sometimes the worst out of the worst out of people comes when you tell them that, oh, sorry, we don't have this item or sorry, we're fully booked or sorry or whatever. So it is really tough and it can be super overwhelming. I remember days when I have had people yell at me. 
I remember days when people were just just completely just vile and just disgusting and it's it and I used to be in, I used to post on social media while I worked a service job and it it's different it's different I would never compare those two and I think the ultimate question that we're we're like sort of like alluding to or sort of like pacing ourselves to is is it the same as working a service job and which is which is sort of why I brought up the Michaela story because it was like a bit of a segue and people's reactions were so like I understood that like I was there for them I understood them I heard them um it's just it just sucks it's just really bad it's really it's really horrible I mean any type of job can be super difficult being an influencer can be like one of the most demanding jobs ever physically mentally and emotionally because you have to keep up an appearance you ha- every day is a work day you sometimes don't get days off you always have to produce you always have to put out put out stuff um, I think there are two different jobs fundamentally I think that it's unfair to the person who's working service to um, to compare those two and I re- and I want to address something that obviously a lot of people are thinking about um, the, the amount of pay that an influencer gets and the amount of pay that someone who's working as a waiter, it's not the same. It is not the same. Someone could wa- work as a waiter and get maybe X amount of money for the entire month. And then an influencer could probably post four to five videos and make more than that in a week. So it is different. I think even if an influencer does eight hours, even if and and someone who works, let's say at H and M, works eight hours, the pay that this person who works at the clothing store gets and the pay that the influencer gets, it's different. It's just different, but it's different because of the nature of the two jobs. They're so different. They're so different, and you just can't compare. I cannot emphasize this enough. And I've heard other content creators talk about this. I think Denisha. Uh, uh, on social media, the the beautiful young woman who has been compared to an AI, uh, who has been like accused of being an AI, she's talked about this, and I think she addressed this video as well. She said that um, uh, you can't compare those two because sometimes, yes, being an influencer means you make a shit ton of money for way less work, way less work than what a waiter has to do to make that money. Like if I stayed working at that restaurant. Uh, that I used to work at, I would probably need to work for, let's say, two and a half weeks. What I made making like three videos. That's it. And that is a privilege. It is a privilege to be in an industry where you are so lucratively compensated for your work and your content that is a very huge perk but it's also a privilege and don't get me wrong the work that people put into the work that it goes that goes into you becoming a high level influencer that ultimately attracts these huge deals is a lot of work but i would never ever like me i only have like ten and a half thousand followers on tiktok but and i worked super hard super hard to get to that number don't get me wrong super hard but I would never stand here and like in my right mind compare that and say, oh, what I'm doing is way difficult than that person who's standing eight hours at like a restaurant and getting shouted at by people. I would never do that. I would never do that. And I think that's where the misconception happened. 
I think that's where the disconnect happened when this cancel culture thing happened. And I think a lot of influencers get a hate for the amount of money that they make. And I think it's just, it's just the nature of the business. I think it's just, that's just how the business works, you know? Brands are realizing that if you want to make money, don't spend your, don't spend millions of dollars on TV commercials or billboards. Go to the influencers that have an engaging audience that's always engaged with them, always talking to them, always communicating to them, that knows their audience, and pitch your product or try to hire that influencer to pitch your product for you. So we are in a world where brands are just acknowledging and realize the immense, the incredible value of that. So that is something that is really interesting. And it's just real, you know? And to the, if you're someone that's working in the service industry and you're looking at influencers and saying, oh, why does this person get to make a lot of money and I'm working like a much more physically demanding job and I'm getting paid only a fraction of that, I say, I totally understand. I totally understand. It's really, it's really, it, it, it's really, when, you, when you're in an industry where part of your job is to serve others, in any capacity, in the food and the beverage industry, you work at a gym, you work at like a clothing store, whatever. It, it's really easy for you to have customers walk in every day, in and out every day. And it's really easy to think to yourself, when, when am I going to make enough money to be like those people? Like, you know, I used to work at a fine dining restaurant and I know I used to think that all the time when I'd see the fancy cars, the really luxurious handbags walk in the door. I'd be like, like, when will it be my turn? That sounds really pathetic and really childish and like sort of naive, but it's real. Like when you, no one wants to stay there, no one wants to say being a waiter, unless you really love it, unless you're really passionate about like opening a restaurant or being a manager at the restaurant or like something like that. But I just want to say, I want to finish this off by saying that the frustration that these service industry employees have is so valid is so valid and so understandable but at the same time i don't think it's fair to blame the influencer i don't think it's fair to attack an influencer for making a lot of money and it's not just service job if you work in marketing finance operation management whatever it's 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 different and i think that's what a lot of people are are like having that disconnect with and it's 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 really sad because the result of that misunderstanding is a lot of people get attacked and a lot of people get their feelings hurt. And a lot of people are just like, um, just not as compassionate and they don't have much empathy for it. And that's really sad. And that does speak to the whole, and that does contribute to one of the difficulties of being an influencer. But again, I wish I had like, uh, like a dollar every time I said, you shouldn't compare, you shouldn't compare, you shouldn't compare, because I cannot stress that enough. Um, just be kind to people on social media. There's no reason to be nasty. There's no, there's just no reason to like be a horrible person. Okay, so why do people hate on influencers? I think we already did this, the money, the money thing. There's a lot of judgment. A lot of uh, uh, influencers can be labeled as fake. Ooh, older generation. Okay, so this is something that I really wanted to talk about. I think a lot of times people, people of like, the older generation, like people who are in their 40s or in their 50s right now, or maybe late 30s, I don't know. May I don't know, maybe maybe teenagers are thinking this as well. I don't know. But I think it's the category of people who are 
some of them are like mostly i don't uh, i don't want to get messy and say that mostly or like most of them or like the majority but a significant amount of these people can be a bit older and i think it comes from them coming from a time where to make money you had to hustle like there is no tomorrow if you want to make a really good living for yourself like back in the day you had to go all out you had to like be ruthless you had to just work your ass off because it was either that or just not having much and that was not a choice to have for some people some people didn't have that a lot of people don't have that privilege of like back in the day just sitting around you know unless you come from like super rich family or whatever but that's another thing so i think a lot of the judgment comes from the older generation i know my parents sometimes have said things about influencers that are really mean really like very judgy and it's a conversation that i have with them it's just open and it's just honest and i'm just trying to understand why they think that way and i think it comes from the fact like i said when they were that age when they were young they had to do what they had to do to get that sort of recognition or the fame or any type of gratification was so whether it's financial or like social or whatever so different is so different like i think the older generation is just completely astonished by the fact that someone can post a video of themselves doing whatever in whatever category or niche they want for a certain amount of time and they can build a following and this person is like treated like a celebrity like they won the olympics and it's also to deal with fame i think the older generation perceives fame in a very specific type of way like you if you're famous you either made movies were on commercials had like your own cooking show your own tv show you're known for a certain role you're a singer you're a musician <laughs> you have an olympian gold medal like it was a different to be famous back then there was a set level of things that you could do and i don't think these i don't think these things have changed it's just they've expanded and I think that's where the judgment comes is because it's very new to them, which is understandable. And I'm not saying that they should be like um, judgy and like, let's just let people be judgy. I think just just let people be and just be more compassionate, be more empathetic. And I think it's a bit of a learning curve for the older generation to accept that. I don't want to say accept like it's a bad thing, like it's a negative phenomenon that's going on. But I think it's just tough because it was just different back in the day. And sometimes these adults are the online bullies. Sometimes these 50-year-olds are the ones that are writing really, really nasty stuff. So, okay, let's end it with this question. Are all influencers fake? Okay, so this goes back to one of the difficulties that they face. Um, it's not really... I don't think influencers are fake. I think you have a brand. I think you have a business. You have an image to uphold, to maintain. If you're a girl that's posting, like, fashion stuff, if uh, you're posting, like, outfit of the day you're doing makeup tutorials, you are doing like something that's fashion-centered uh, or lifestyle-centered, it makes sense that you have you want to build a brand around a certain image. It makes sense that these influencers want to maintain a certain image. But the sad part is, is this maintenance comes from pressure rather than personal choice. Because obviously someone changing their appearance or changing the way they look, that shouldn't be a big deal. And I feel like this applies more to women than men. Like it, if, if a woman is known for having amazing outfits, the best hair tutorials, the most fun get ready with me slash makeup tutorials, I feel like if those type of women gained weight or changed their hair color or like literally the scrutiny that they face, the comments that I've seen on some of these videos are just like insane and ridiculous. And this, it's just ridiculous. 
So I don't think influencers are fake. And by fa- and by fake, I think what some people might mean is um, what they're portraying, what they're putting out, out there into the world is not who they truly are. But I think that is so understandable. And I think that is just be- them being human beings and them having flaws. And maybe they feel pressure to not show these flaws because they don't want to get scrutinized. And it's not about losing followers. I don't think it's about losing followers. I think it's about them being open to just criticism and no one wants that no one wants to open themselves to like being told that you shouldn't have worn this or or oh i can see your stretch marks or and even for men even for men it's it, it's 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 especially body image it's 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 tough it's rough just be kind and don't be an asshole before you comment on someone's body check your own body and make sure that you are like from greek mythology um, before you say that someone has rolls or stretch marks. I mean, that's just horrible. So I don't think they're being fake. I think they're maintaining a brand. I think they're maintaining their own image for their livelihood. You know, some influencers make a lot of money and this money might be contributing to their own financial stability. Uh, they might be helping out other people in their life. You know, it's, 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 it's part of the business. It's just like when you go to work and you clock into work and and the annoying person that sits sits next to you the cubicle next to you or the desk next to you is just really annoying tells the cheesiest horrible jokes and you have to put up with that person you have to put up like a fake persona and make that person believe that you like his jokes that you think he's funny so that is also you being quote unquote fake so and obviously it's not fake it's just you doing what you need to do to keep your livelihood um it's just do you doing what you need to do to keep food on the table to keep your business or your brand your image going and i really don't think it's that big of a deal i don't think it's that much of a negative thing to be honest but yeah so that's it we're done with the first episode i didn't think that i would be able to finish it um because i was just super nervous about it i hope i wasn't super boring if you have made it this far just know that i love you and I appreciate you immensely, like, listening to me. Like, this is something that I really want to do. This is something that I'm very proud that I'm doing, proud of to be doing. And this is something that I really hope is, like, a sort of a symbol for change, a symbol for a catalyst for growth in 2023. And I hope that whoever you are listening, if you're listening in your car, if you're listening in bed, if you're listening at the gym, if you're listening at work, you are amazing. You are doing great. Um, we are all human. It's okay to feel not so great. It sucks to have a heart. You know, sometimes it just sucks. But we're here to talk about it. And we're here to just have conversations and just be real with each other and be non-judgmental. This is a safe zone. And I love you all. You can follow me on my TikTok and Instagram. The handle is Mushu Majid. M-U-S-H-U-M-A-J-E-D, Mushu Majid. And yeah, I have a YouTube channel if you want to subscribe to that. And please make sure that you're following this podcast wherever you're listening to it or watching it. And I love you guys so much and I'll see you next episode.